Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast, everyone. This is Bob Shoneman along with my co-host, Barry Rice. Hey, everybody. How you doing? And Pete Robertson. What's up, gentlemen? Glad to be here. Pete, man, I had an amazing week last week. So much stuff going on, but mainly... uh, just a great uh, Friday, Good Friday, and Easter. Man, what did you guys do for Easter? Um, we attended church. We prayed for a lot of people. You there attended of- church or you were the church? Well, that's good. We were the church. I like that. Okay, just, yeah. just check it. We were part of the church. We were just loving on people, Amen. praying for people, seeing people that were once lost, saved. We were uh, helping people walk through some issues that they were dealing with, you know, that's never been to church before. So it was a really good day. Awesome. And then after that, we got to hang out with you. Yes, you did. did. But don't jump to that yet. I want to hear what Barry did. Well, you asked me what I did, so I just told you. No, 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 you're right. (laughs) So we went to sleep uh, on Friday and didn't wake up till Sunday morning. Like, like to reenact that Jesus was in the grave. Right. What a great idea. Yeah. I'm going to try that next year. Yeah. Those sleeping pills are really good too. They get you really deep. And... Yeah. Yep. That, that Wait a minute. That was my dream. Okay. <laughs> that I got to do that. Right. Now what pastor on Easter weekend gets any, any sleep, sleep? Right. Yeah. It was, a, I've been kind of sleeping since then. I've been in like in a comatose state after a couple services on the weekend and, and, you know, uh, a good Friday service and all that. It was awesome. People got saved mm. and that's what matters, right? Amen. Mm. Amen. Yeah, that was fun. Um, two services on Sunday. We're not, not used to that. It was, it was just awesome to see so many new people. I had, I had people coming up to me and hugging me. I don't know about you guys. I miss hugs. Yeah, you me guys too. miss hugs? Yeah. Man, I had this sweet. They, they make me feel very funny. Do you, you're not a hugger. You're not I'm, a hugger. I'm feeling. <laughs> I hug everybody. So for me, yeah, it's, pizza hugger, yeah. no doubt. I just love. Man, I just had this sweet lady come up to me, and you could just tell she she told me she's like, "I'm here because I need prayer." Hmm. So what do we do when that happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you pray. pray. You pray. Yeah, that's, that's what right. you do. If I, if you can't get to the root of the issue, man, it was really good. Yeah, really good. And then, Pete, yeah, we had a little birthday celebration. Yeah, it was your birthday. I am now older than Barry again. Yeah, you're so <sighs> old. Barry and I were watching you before we got on the show today, and you're limping to the bathroom. Right. I yeah. Know. It was a, there's old age, and Barry goes, "Yeah, she's a year another year older." <laughs> you know what Pete said? He must not take his uh, geritol this morning. Yeah, he didn't take his pills, man. I didn't. didn't. <laughs> I did. It's true. No Advil. <laughs> No marijuana. Oh, wait, that's later in the show. Hey, let me talk like a pastor for a second here. Uh, you know, obviously, we didn't have Easter last year. Hmm. We didn't have a service. I right. mean, it, well, it online, was really, but- we, we did online stuff, but it was really tough as a pastor to not be able to have Super Bowl. But from last year, two years ago, actually, we were up 50%. So, after a wow. year of COVID, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I'm excited about that. We had several people in each service give their life to Christ. So good. A lot of visitors. Praise God. Yeah. I just, I love hearing the stories after the fact, you know, I, like next week, um, we're going to be doing a baptism, you know, for people that give their life to the Lord. And um, just, just hearing the stories of, of people coming to church after they, they, been to Easter for the, you know, they haven't been to church in years, but now here they are again. So that's pretty cool. Looking forward to hearing that. Yeah, but we also got people, to hang out. Well, ahead, we, sorry. we just bypassed your birthday. Though. Yeah, that's we, okay. We didn't even talk about that. It's your birthday. You're 29 now. Yep. So and you look 20, 50, but. 20. <laughs> 54. And it's, it's an interesting dynamic. I kind of, I shared this with you guys on Sunday. Um, my dad, my dad died uh, one week after his 54th birthday. So I'm approaching this Sunday will be I'll be the same age my dad died. And it's kind of weird, right? To yeah. think about that. It's like, all right, well, if this was a football game, there's no doubt, you know, we're in the second half, you know, we've come out of the locker room, we're in the second half, and we want to, we want to finish the game strong, we got 30 more minutes. So 
or do we? Because you never know. Yeah. I could be in the two minute warning here and don't know it. Yeah. So, um, but we're going to live like we got this. We got the second half going to be obedient, but it's still weird thinking about that, that, uh, you know, next Sunday I'll be older than my dad was. Hmm. So I don't know. I know Barry, we were talking about this a couple weeks ago that, uh, you're, you're now the same age that your dad was when, when he left this earth. So, yeah, it just messes with you between your ears, man. It's it weird. Really does. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's definitely strange. Um, that is so surreal. anyway, I don't want to talk about me all day, but it was an amazing birthday. Um, you know, Pete, I love celebrating my friend's birthday. I yeah, really did. We got together and we had some great food yep. you know, for your birthday and great talk sitting out by the water and all that it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, there was about five families there. And, you know, I hate even I'm not going to give names because there's always people you leave out and it's not, you know, it's not an inclusive group, but. Uh, those five men that were that were there man i know any one of them would just you know do anything for me so um i just it really hit me sitting around there talking about how how grateful i am to have amazing men of god in my life that are just a great example and that uh, i i know i can lean on man we're not supposed to do this life together that's that's how it's supposed to be when i was so, younger really cool when i was younger i used to take for granted my friends yeah and me too um at times i'd burn a bridge yeah and um i look at it now and i look back on it and i wish i never did that yeah. you know and i just i mean you friendship and strong friendship, you know, friendship that you can really lean on and, and be there for each other. I mean, there's, there's something to say about that. And it's just, it's incredible to have that camaraderie, right. <laughs> that, that um, like-mindedness or just, just, you know, we can at any time we trust each other or there for each other. And it's, you know, those people out there today that don't have those friendships, the way that the best way to get it is not at the bar, you know, no. it's the best way to get is at church, you know, get connected with your life group, get connected with the body of Christ and, and build real lasting friendships that, that, you know, you can lean on. Yeah. Satan hates that too, Pete, yeah. because Satan wants us to focus on our pain and our struggles. And the more we focus on them, the bigger it, it yeah. gets. And it's really healing to help others. Mm -hmm. And and when we're in a group of men, and and I love the group of men that was at the house and and the time that we had, man, it's just so important and uh, it keeps me going. It really does. Yeah, yeah, so good. And you're right, Pete. Every one of those men that were around that table on Sunday were relationships that were built uh, in, in the church. Yeah. So whether it be life group or serving together every every one of those were built through that experience so man powerful and it's work i mean yeah. relationships are ugly right it, yeah. it takes it takes work especially ours I mean, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh well, anything else from this last week you guys want to talk about uh, i don't know i think you think you're good there's too much going on so much, so yeah. much good stuff, though. Yeah. Well, our show sponsor this week is Mission Travel Faith Tours, and they are getting ready to launch. I mean, I think they're really already launching the four upcoming um, tours. And Pete, I was hoping that maybe you could kind of share a little bit about this. This is amazing opportunities uh, starting in October of this year. And I know from the people that I talk to, people are just itching to get yeah. on an airplane and go somewhere, get just go somewhere and see something new. What do you yeah, think? There's two companies. There's actually two companies, Mission Travel Tours. So, you know, www.missiontraveltours.com. But this, the one that's launching this is Mission Travel Faith Tours. And it's um, mttfaith.com, uh, mttfaith.com. And, and it's basically sending churches uh, to the Holy Land or sending churches and their, their groups to the footsteps of Paul in Turkey, uh, footsteps of Paul in Greece, you know, sending churches to, um, you know, the different Israel trips so you can follow along. And so, yeah, I mean, if there's a pastor out there that's looking for a, a company that's Christian owned and operated and uh, one that you could trust, go to um, mttfaith.com and, and reach out to to somebody there and um, they can hook you up with your next uh, faith travel group. They have um, plenty. I think there's like 30 or 40 different tours that they can choose from. So there's a lot there. So Pete, one that jumped out at me says it's the Holy Land Discovery Tour. And it looks like it's 10 days. Yeah. If I was a, a pastor of a church, 
you know, what would that look like? How many people would I need to get together? Yeah, and what would what would that what would the tour look like? Yeah, the Holy Land Pass uh, Discovery Tour has a baptism in there, so that if you wanted to take your congregation to the Jordan, uh-huh. um, it it sets aside so they can have you know people can get baptized in the Jordan there. I mean, but our what our tours uh, what the tours are actually giving is fourteen or more people. So many of the tours out there are at wanting twenty twenty five or more. Uh, these tours are at fourteen. So if you're a smaller congregation or you're a smaller church out there that are just wanting to get fourteen people. To together, this tour can and help you. Um, we do our best to keep the prices down and, and so on so that really anybody can go. But um, yeah, it's that's basically it. So 14 or more. Um, most of our, our average tour sizes are 25 to 30. So that's typical. Barry, I think we should try one of these out. Make sure it's hey, I legit. am ready to go back. Yeah. But let me speak to the pastor out there. Here's, here's what I would do. I would find a pastor friend that I just really enjoy spending time and take your congregations together. Yeah, You can share the load of the teaching and, and the work there, but the time that you can spend together will, will change you forever. Every time I've ever gone to the Holy land, it's changed me in a big way, but it really matters who you go with. And, uh, with Pete and his company is, uh, the way to go. I'm telling you, you will have the best time of your life. You will eat the best you've ever eaten. <laughs> That's important. I'm serious. You can't have youth camp without good food. I'm telling you, but it's, it's a great trip. You don't want to miss it. Can yeah, I maybe tell you past- a story about food? Oh but, yeah. yeah. It's kind of my job, right? To bring yeah, it up. We so about food. I got to go to Israel with my brother, Bill. <laughs> and uh, the first, the first day there, you know, we fly into Tel Aviv, jump on a bus and go to the Sea of Galilee. And we stayed at Tiberius. They took us like dropped us off at this food court, right? So everybody you're on your own, you know, grabs, grab some lunch and we'll meet back at so-and-so time. So we go to this, this fast food restaurant. It looks like a McDonald's. It wasn't, but it, you know, that's what it looked like. You walk up to the line and um camel I, meat the what camel meat no no they had beef <laughs> they had beef so i go up to the to the young lady and she's taking the orders and i'm like i'd like a cheeseburger and fries and she's like well we don't have that here I'm like you don't have the f- cheeseburger or the fry no we don't we don't have cheeseburgers I'm like you have hamburgers yeah we have hamburgers well, can you just put a piece of cheese? On? No, we don't do that. There. I didn't know anything about being kosher. I mean, it was totally experienced. So my brother's standing behind me, just laughing his head off. And I'm like, what's so funny? And he finally explained it to me. So I got a hamburger and fries. And then we're sitting down and eating. And I'm like, Bill, why didn't you tell me? And he's, he's just laughing. It's just laughing his tail off. And he's like, I was going to order the same thing. I'm so happy you went first. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, when you're when you're in that's one of the things I love about travel tours is when you're in those cultures, you adjust to those cultures. Yeah. And so I that's one of the best highlights of traveling the world is because you're eating different foods, you're eating different, you know, things that people normally wouldn't eat, you know, sometimes. You know, if you always eat a cheeseburger, now you're only eating a hamburger. But so I'm surprised funny. that they even gave you the hamburger because sometimes they'd be like, Yeah, heck with you American stuff, man. Just bring on here's <laughs> here's our food. <laughs> oh, so funny. The little things you remember. But yeah. honestly, that trip, man, it it changed my life. The way it just makes the Bible come alive. I yeah. I love the Sea of Galilee walking where Jesus walked. And, uh, and uh, we called it, it was funny, we kind of called it the Catholic Church Tour as we were going around some of the, the sites, because it's like, it seems like they bought up a lot of the sites. But man, it yeah. Yeah, it they was, tried to put Saint blessing. on everything. Right. Saint yeah. Mark, Saint Paul, you but, know, everything Saint. A, a memorable trip. I'm glad I got to do that. Like They're just Jerry sinners said, saved by grace. They're not saints. No? All right. So our, our, our topic today on the show is hard questions that uh, Christians want answered. And Pete, you put a post out there on, on Facebook. And yeah. if you guys aren't following us on Facebook, uh, it's the Riot Podcast. Check us out. Um, you know, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. But follow along with some of our questions. And so we had a little change of plans this week. We were going to jump back into end times, but uh, one of our, our guests had a schedule conflict. So we're going to move that back a week. So we just jumped in like, what are we going to talk about this week? So Pete posted a question out there and we got lots of uh, lots of feedback. 
um, some good, some yeah. crazy, but that's okay. We some can, we can answer, some, some we can't. <laughs> right, some we can't talk about, some we can. But uh, you know, so we're going to just jump into that. And uh, w- one of the first topics that came up is should or can uh, Christians drink alcohol? So we'll let you guys just kind of jump into that, and uh, maybe we'll share some Bible verses to kind of back up our, our thoughts. So we'll, and we'll try to keep our opinions and truth separated. So we'll let you know which is which. Barry, you handle that first, man. Well, when you, it depends on a keg, a six pack. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Are we talking about light beer or are we? Ta- no, no, I'm just teasing. Hey, guys, I, uh, I grew up in a situation that um, my dad was not an alcoholic per se. He didn't get drunk a lot, but he drank every day. And uh, as a little boy, for me to spend time in my with my dad in the afternoon, I had to go to the bar with him. And uh, that was that was very tough for me as a kid. Then then I married the most beautiful, wonderful woman in all the world. Sorry, guys, but uh, she is. And she grew up with an abusive alcoholic. And for me to love her well, uh, I can't make the choice just to randomly drink. And uh, so I have a personal conviction uh, that it is not favorable. It is not profitable for me to drink. And, you know, every day I tell my kids this, I want you to be a man of God. I want you to be a woman of God. What's my goal for you to be a woman of God, a man of God. And, there's just some things I can't let my kids see me do, and I'm not going to. And uh, because I believe it's true, what our kids see us do in moderation, they will do in excess. Mm. And uh, I'm just not going to do it. And I love my wife enough to not make her fear that I could one day be an alcoholic. I'm just not going to take her through that. I'm just not going to put her through that. But biblically, uh, can a Christian drink alcohol? They can. You know, it's it, it's in the Bible. It, you have wine all over the uh, the Bible. Sorry, my video went out there for a second. We can see your pretty face again. <laughs> you don't want to do that. But anyway. Biblically, you know, it's, it says that we're not supposed to get drunk. We're not supposed to be controlled by any substance. Uh, we're supposed to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. So, Pete, help me out, man. Yeah, <clears throat> there's, I mean, it, obviously it's in the Bible. So people are drinking and people are drinking wine and, and you know, Tim, Paul's telling Timothy, take some wine for your stomach and helping you and so forth. And so it's, we're not saying that you can't drink or so forth. We're just, we're just saying that use caution with that. You know, it's, there's a lot of people that are alcoholics out there. there. There's a lot of people that are, that, that have a past life. That's it's destroyed because of alcohol. There's a lot of people that are struggling with self-control in their life, you know? So you know, we don't know people's stories, so they might be looking good 95% of the time, but what happens when a circumstance comes in and it destroys their life? Are they going to alcohol? Are they going to get drunk? Are they going to try to you know, whatever way. And and I just have chosen not to drink and not to have any alcohol in my household is because I host a lot of people. I have people over my house all the time, life groups or just people to come in. And I sometimes don't know their story. I don't know their background. I don't know where they've come. I don't know what's happened in their past. And and I and I allow people to come into my refrigerator. I allow people to to look at it. They can go in any part of my house. They can they have access to any part of my house, even if it's dirty. I don't want them to see it, but you know. But anyway, they can have access. But and the point is, I don't want them to go into my refrigerator and find an alcohol or find something there. And 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 I had no idea that they've been struggling with it. And then in their mind, they're justifying that because I have alcohol that they can do it. And I don't know their self-control level. They might have no self-control. Maybe that's part of their past, but now in their mind, they're, they're, they're now justifying 
that they do it. And then it also makes me have to justify. So I don't want to have to go up and have to explain to them, oh, I don't get drunk and I don't do this. And I don't, you know, that's every once in a while we do it at meals and we have this and so forth. I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to have be in that position. I just want the freedom to never have to talk about it. And so that and the Bible is very clear that if you are a leader of the church, that you are not to be, you know, drunk, you're not to have be a lover of the wine and so forth. And so I'm saying is if you are spiritually mature and you have self-control over this, and this is not something that's going to, you know, hurt you or so forth, fine, drink it, you know, in the privacy of your home, drink it in certain occasions. Maybe you have a few Christian friends that you feel comfortable around and you guys all have self-control and you're spiritually mature and there's no issues around with that. That's fine. But, but just be mindful and very cautious that now that you've started that habit, now that you've started, opened up Pandora's box, there's a lot of variables in play there. You're going to have to be very mindful. You know, Romans 14, um, 21 said, it is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. So you now have opened that door. Now that you've chosen to drink, now that you've chosen to take that, there is a possibility that somebody could stumble because of what you're doing. There are a lot of legalistic people out there that do not have the freedom that you have. There's a lot of people out there that do not do not see it the same way that you see it. And so we have to be mindful of that. It's better just to not have that argument. It's better to just be a peacemaker there. And so um, it's just one of those things that can cause there to be issues. And so I just, I choose not to, I, I encourage people not to, um, but at the same time, I'm not condemning them. I'm not saying you can't, I'm not saying that it's not allowed. I mean, one drink here, there, whatever. I mean, that's, I mean, sure. But, but it gets to, it's, a, there's more to it. There's people that will, I was just talking about this in our prep meeting. There's people that won't even have sex until they have an alcohol. There's people that won't do certain things until they have some sort of alcohol or substance in you. When you start getting to that level, we got issues. Yeah. It's, it's a deeper issue here. And so we have to ask ourselves and be honest with ourselves before the Lord. What's the reason why you're drinking? Is there freedom there or is there, is there something else here? Is there, there's a more of an issue there. Is it trying to numb something? Is it trying yeah. to, you know, pacify something? That's really what we're asking. Right yeah. Now. Are you using it to bring comfort or worse, bring joy, <laughs> you know, and replacing Christ with, with the alcohol? Man, I mean, it's clear in a lot of places in the Bible that uh, we are not to be drunk. It's very clear. Uh, I, Proverbs 21 um, says, wine is a mocker, strong drink, a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. And I think Barry mentioned something about just the wisdom of it. You know, um, does, does drinking make you a better Christian? Does it make you a better husband? Does it make you a better father? You know, if you're answering those questions and it's, you know, not true, there's some, there's some wisdom there. Um, and, and Pete, you brought up a good point. I think that, you know, it's, it's not about legalism. It's about, you know, maybe it's more about what, should I do? Can a Christian drink? Yeah, I think it's pretty clear that the drinking itself isn't a sin. But, you know, why are you doing it, right? I mean, if you read First Timothy 4, uh, verse 4, it says, for everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God in prayer. So I think, you know, I think... Does, Paul is sharing with Does Timothy that mean we pray before things. we drink? <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. God, thank you for this beer. Right. So, yeah, I guess. I don't know. If you could if you could do that, then, you know, but I don't think most people drinking are doing that. I think the, the reason most people drink is that they're trying to escape reality or they're trying to numb some kind of pain. Hey, and that's if, a big point right there. Yeah, and, and if you're using that, and I kind of touched on it already, but if you're using anything... Um, and we're going to talk about some other stuff too, but if you're using anything to numb the pain and it's not, and I'm not talking about medicine, right? God's created, you know, all these compounds and, 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 and things for, you know, doctors use these drugs to put us out. So we don't feel pain while we're going through right. surgery or going through, you know, maybe an injury and, and, and recovering from that. That's a it's good leeway into pot. Drink, yeah. Drink pot. But it, yeah. it's, it's a temporary situation. Oh, you're in a hurry to get to the pot. I'm just playing. Um, you know, it's a temporary situation. It's being managed with a purpose um, it's, you know, it's not controlling you, man. I think so. I think to me, 
so often this whole drinking alcohol issue is a distraction from what's really important. You know, it's like, God, I don't think he cares about the glass of beer or whatever you're drinking in your, or the glass of wine in your hand. I think he cares about your heart. He wants your heart. And if you're putting that glass of wine or that, you know, that bottle of beer or whatever in place of God, then that's clearly a sin. So, well, alcohol, alcohol leads to possibilities of trouble. Water and iced tea doesn't. So why not just have water? Why not just have the milk? Why not just have the iced tea? I mean, Coca-Cola and all that, that's can, can be even worse, right? It can be bad for your body. So sure. maybe that's not even the best because we're talking about the temple. But my my whole thought is, okay, have it, it maybe it warms you up inside. I don't know, whatever alcohol does to you. You know, some wine, I've tasted some wine that tastes really nice and sweet. And I was like, whoa, this is like taking grape juice, right? So maybe it's sweet. Maybe I like that part of it, whatever it is. But it's just be very careful. Once you open that door, there's responsibility there. You know, one, you got to make sure you're self-controlled. One, you're doing it for the right reasons and that you're still glorifying the Lord and so forth. But two, you got to be very careful that that your witness isn't in, in play here and that we want to make sure that we're not going to hinder or hurt anybody that's around us. So you are opening up a door there. Yeah, you, you, you read Romans 14, um, 21 earlier. And to me, that's the big thing. If you're being selfish, you're just like, well, I can do it because I can do it. You know, I, I'm allowed to do it. You're not thinking about how that action is impacting others. You're being selfish and that in itself is a sin. So, yeah. You want to move on to pot now? Yeah, we can do that. All right. I like that one. I know nothing about pot. I'm going to be you honest smoke with you. it and you get high and your eyes yeah. get all red. Yeah. The only thing and I it know smells really, really bad that I do know. Yeah, I have smelt it yeah. and it's nasty. So if anybody's listening to this, don't do pot because it smells bad. That's our that's our take. That's right? it. Yeah, that's it. Don't it's do pot. Much, it in, smells really bad. Don't do it. That's in Philippians six, I think. Yeah. yeah. Or that's yeah. uh, oh, all throughout the Bible. If it smells bad, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, We're guys, playing, guys, whenever we put ourselves underneath the influence of something other than god think about that we're being controlled by a substance or we're being controlled i let me be real i think when we get intoxicated i think when we get high it is a wide open door for demology Mm -hmm. demonology and uh if you're not under the control of the holy spirit who's controlling you is it demons? And, uh, you know, in, in every form of witchcraft and, and uh, occult type av- uh, activity, there's a lot of drugs and alcohol. That's true. So think about it. Yeah, you know, there was a Gallup poll that was done recently, and it said 65% of Americans say smoking marijuana is morally acceptable. So the 65% of Americans say smoking marijuana is morally acceptable. A Gallup poll did that. So think about it. They're saying it's morally acceptable. So how how could they say it's morally acceptable? What is is the morals? What are they talking about? Legal. It's legal. That's it. Because and so many people look at government as, you know, their God or their religion. Their authority. Yeah, their authority. So if it's legal, it must be moral. Yeah. And then there's that verse, 1 Corinthians uh, 6.12, that they use a lot. They says, you know, Paul said, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. So what is Paul talking about there? So if that, so it's if it's lawful, now that it's lawful, or now that it's, you know, you know, it's helping me, or it, you know, I have problems and it helps. You just said it, that they use it for medical reasons, right? So is that, is that something that's going to benefit me? You know, is that, is this something that I can do? I mean, is this okay as a Christian? I mean, this is what people are asking, Hmm. you know, and I think our take on that is, well, there's other things too. (laughs) And I think that anytime that you, you're doing something that's going to make you impaired, that's going to have you lose certain faculties of your parts of your body to have common sense or uh, to be alert or to um, have all of your, you know, thoughts or whatever there, then no, we should not be doing it. But now there's other ones that don't have THT, I believe it is, or is that what T-N-T? it is? TNT. No, no. It's <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but where, where they have like hemp cream, is that Okay. You know, if they're using oh, hemp like cream, the oils. And yeah, stuff? Yeah, 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 you see everywhere. You see these little signs. Yeah. Um, so is that CBD? okay for Christians? What's your guys' thoughts on that? 
Mm. Is it getting you high? No. It's just help. It's basically a plant that does not have that high component into it. So it's so like, like it's a cream. A I don't know. Yeah. It, do you use aloe vera? Yeah. Is it any different? I don't know. Maybe it makes him feel better. I don't know. I haven't used it, but I know there's Christians that are using it. Yeah. There's Christians that are, I mean, they're asking these questions. Can I use the hemp? Can I, if it's non, uh, makes me have an altered state of mind, is it okay? Because we're basically saying pot or any drugs in general, if it's altering your state of mind, see, alcohol is one thing where you can, you can drink one, you can drink two, and you might get tipsy or buzzed after that. But you, to be drunk is a whole different thing. You have to forcefully keep taking things to get drunk, right? But with with uh, drugs, it's different. Drugs, you start, you you take a hit, and you're you're impaired. You know, your eyes getting all red, or you start acting all funny and so forth. That's that's where you're now crossing the line, according to the Bible. That we're now, you know, stepping over. But with hemp and with uh, the different medicinal purposes. They're basically just saying they're grinding up the weed, they're grinding up the thing, and they're putting it in, and it doesn't have the component of, I think it was THT. I, I could be wrong, and I should have probably Are checked you before. Like, like CB, what is it, CBD oil? Or yeah, yeah, like that. that. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know. I never thought of that as a controlled substance, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's THC. My bad. So it's THC. That's the controlling substance. Yeah. 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 So it doesn't have, the, the plants have no thc in it i guess we got some potheads listening to the show right now they're yeah. laughing at us because um, oh i don't we care. don't even know the initial yeah we don't we're not getting we don't get caught up into it we just understand the impaired part so yeah, yeah you can ask us one of the big problems though guys isn't this true that you start off with marijuana and smoking marijuana and you get your buzz and you get your fix but then it stops fixing yeah you are moved from uh I can't get the high that I'm used to getting anymore. And it, and I go to harder drugs and it pulls me in. any pastor listening to this podcast, you know, the effects of alcohol and drug uses on families. Yes. And I'm telling you, don't open the door. Don't play with a fire. Yeah, that's good. And again, you can just, people are justifying why they want to do it. You know, my back hurts, so I need to smoke a little weed. So it helps calm my back. You know, Paul, Paul told Timothy to take a little wine to, to help with the stomach. So why can't I help with my back? You know, it's, it's, they justify why they can take it. And um, just the smell alone should tell them to not take it. You know, I was serious about that. It reeks, you it's know, reeks. but, but that's, that's just a justification, but it's, it's become making you impaired. It's, you know, just, altering. it's the same thing like with like Vicodin, you know, if there's, I mean, if you're taking a Vicodin and it's messing with your head, don't take the full Vicodin, you know what? I mean, put it in, cut it in half or whatever. And I'm not saying don't take the full pot, but it's just anything that causes your body to be impaired. We want to say no to it the best we can, you know, unless I don't know. I mean, now we're going to open up a door. Well, what about morphine? And what about this or whatever? I mean, come on, you guys, we're just, we're talking common sense common here. Sense. You know, this is. And, and that know. when, when uh, you look at Paul's writing in Ephesians five and he says, do what is the wise thing? Yeah, that, that's such a great question to ask. Is this the wise thing to do? And health wise for my family, for my future decisions? Yeah, all things might be lawful, but all things are not the very best thing to do. And again, it's just like alcohol. Once you start opening up that door, you're now susceptible to so many things that Satan can use against mm -hmm. you. And once you're impaired, you don't know. There's certain things you might do that you realize you didn't, you did that you shouldn't have done. You might say something. You might sleep with somebody. You might do the next worst thing, you know. And so it's stay away from it. If you're if you're trying to justify, if you justify anything to that's make a warning it, sign, right that's there. a warning sign. Yeah. If you if someone come come confronts you on something and you have to justify your then that there's no truth there. Yeah, that should be a red flag. Yeah, so just know that people don't give Satan a foothold. Well, I heard heard it said once. You give him a foothold, and that's where he he creates strongholds. So we yeah. don't want to open up that door. So what about secular music? Um, yeah, I garbage mean, in, garbage gar out. Yeah, that's good. I mean, what is it? Where is it? Proverbs, uh, what is it? Four twenty three. You know, guard your heart. You know what you allow into, you know, 
Garbage in, garbage. That's perfect, Pastor. So I can't um, listen to any secular music. Well, I, I wouldn't say that. I would. I would say. I mean, I it, love like Eminem's beat. You know that Eight Mile that, song. The stuff that you listen to does it. Uh, does it glorify God? Does it does it tear down the things of God? Does it object to the things of God? I mean, I I used to listen to a lot of country music. I still listen to some. Um, I actually listen to more music now than I probably ever have. Well, secular music? Um, no. You heathen? Yeah, I don't oh, listen to a whole lot of secular music. Now, oh. in high school, I did. I listened to, you know, uh, Phil Collins and Genesis. I'm a, you know, I'm a product of the '80s and mm-hmm. and and love some of that stuff. But today, I mean, I I listen to, you know, you know, kind of fuddy duddy. But I I listen to mostly Christian music when I listen to just Christian music. Yeah. But honestly, I listen to mostly podcasts, as should you guys. So, <laughs> mostly podcasts. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think it's okay to listen to other types of music um, as long as it's not. And again, this is my opinion. Uh, as long as there's nothing in there that's uh, objectional, uh, objectional. Um, that's not even a word. It, it, you know, it doesn't go against my beliefs and, and, and truths that are in the Bible. So here's kind of where I'm at with it. So if I, after I'm done spending time with Jesus, okay, this is the ultimate thing for a Christian. We're, we're walking with the Lord. We're spending time with the Lord. We're drawing near with the Lord. And, and we have the holiness of God invading our lives. And, and every aspect of the goodness of God is touching us. And then we, we leave his presence and we turn on the radio. And all of a sudden we hear something that's just completely going against the word of God, going against truth, going yeah. against things that are you know, not going to make him happy. Why am I going to entertain that? Why am I going to listen to that? Because what it does is it quenches my spirit and then it removes that goodness of God that he gave me. It removes that presence that I just had by spending time with him. So it's almost like a contradictory. It's an oxymoron. So we want to be mindful that if we're in God's presence and we're drawn near to him, we should automatically be gravitating to things that are going to please him. We should be automatically gravitating to, uh, and, you know, God is for worship. Get me, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's worship in, in heaven everywhere. So he's wanting that. And there's certain songs that are that are secular, that like love songs or that are done in context. There's a lot of good songs, a lot of good country songs that talk about God, right? There's a lot of songs out there that are in proper context that we can listen to. They're not de- debauchery. They're not talking about, you know, sinning or cussing or doing things that are, you know, devaluing God's word or God's truths. And so we just have to be really honest with ourselves. And if we're continuing that relationship, we then have to ask ourselves, do we have a proper relationship with Jesus? If we're continuing down listening to secular music that God would not be pleased with, do we really have a good close relationship with Jesus? And if the answer, you can't say yes, because Jesus wouldn't want that. And being in his presence, it should quench your spirit. It should change you. You should not want to have that. You know, Philippians 4, 8 says this, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So when I say, you know, garbage in, garbage out, good stuff in, good stuff out, uh, what what does it cause you to think about? And and what mood does it put you in? Because music, for me, it puts me in moods, right? Mm, it's true. a moods, mood uh, deal. So that's kind of like a drug, honestly. It really is. Is it making me think about good things? Is it is it promoting good things? Is it promoting me doing good things? And, and does it put me uh, in a, a spirit of worship? Does it put me in a... A spirit of rebellion, you know. Uh, before I played football, I would like to listen to certain music that just fired me up. You know, it's it's asking that question. Uh, but you know, when it comes down to everything, Pete and 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 uh, Bob, y'all are so right. It's asking myself the question: Is this bringing God honor and glory yeah. by doing this? And it's the motivation it's the desire behind what you're doing yeah you know a picture i just got and we talked about my birthday celebration on sunday we did so earlier oh yeah 
So the picture that just came to me, what if Jesus was sitting at that table with us? Yeah. Would we listen to that music? Yeah. Would Jesus sit in there? Mm-hmm. Would we have that beer? Would mm-hmm. Jesus sit in there? If the answer is no, then you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. You know, that, that because be he is there. Right yeah. there. Because he, yeah, amen. Yeah. He is there. Yeah. You always ask yourself too, if you're listening to this, I mean, is there, look at your language, look at how you think, look at how you speak. You know, is there cussing? Is there carnality in your mindset? Is there these? Then you have to, next, next thing you have to ask yourself, what am I allowing in that's causing that? You know, am I, am I allowing bad music? Am I allowing watching movies and shows and TVs? Am I allowing things that is causing me to be, have a carnal mind, to speak different ways? And, and that comes from music, comes from movies. It comes from all that. Yeah. And so we want to be careful and mindful and, and cautious on that. Um, I think we got, I think we got time for one more question, Pete, if you want to jump in. I want to throw in there, Bob, though. It's also with reading, you know, music and what you read. Yeah, of course. It's the same thing, you know, so everything we just said applied to what you read. Yeah. I mean, we will do more of these guys um, in the future. We'll do more hard questions. One of them is a Christian life. uh, Should a Christian live with their boyfriend or girlfriend before marriage? Um, well, the answer is yes, you can live with your, your boyfriend or girlfriend, but the, the, that's not really the issue. The issue is will there be fornication? The issue is First Thessalonians 4, 3 through 4, will there be temptation for you to have sex before marriage? And, and, and that's something that you really have to ask yourself. So there's a lot of people that, are, that, are, that justify why they live with their boyfriend or girlfriend before marriage, that they want to get a no, they can, and so forth. But if you're going to do that, that is a union that you need to be one with. And so that needs to be blessed by God. And so that is something. And so if you are living with your boyfriend or girlfriend at this time, we are sharing with you and we can talk about this more in the future, but that is something that we would caution you against. And we would say, probably get away. Well, not probably get out of that situation, live somewhere else. And a lot of people justify, well, what if that's the only thing that I can do? There's nowhere place I can live. Well, there are somewhere God will open a door. I promise you pray. Seek the Lord and and he'll do that. And that one issue that I keep asking, keep people keep asking us is what are the, um, the Bible? What are the different versions of the Bible? What should I read? What should I not read? Um, well, there's, there's different ways to look at it. One is a word for word translation. Another one's a paraphrase translation. And so what we do when we study, so Barry and I would be in this, Bob, I mean, when we're doing study and preparing for a message or preparing for uh, a sermon, we want to make sure that we're going one in the original language and we want to know what it's saying from the original context, but we want a word for word translation. Give some examples. Pete. And so that would be your King James version, your ESV version, English standard version, new American standard Bible, um, new King James Bible, uh, Christians uh, standard Bible, and we can go on and on, but there's where you're looking at it when you're reading it in the English version. I personally love the ESV and ASB is good too. Um, but when you're looking at it, it's you're finding it cl- best close to the original language, to the Hebrew, the uh, the Greek. Um, and then the paraphrase are kind of like, I look at them like a commentary. So like the Phillips translation, the Living Bible, the Message Bible, the Passage translation. Um, if I'm going to look at those or read those, and I do sometimes, but I'll use them as a commentary. I'll use them as, a, as an example because they're, they're watered down. They're just given, they're like a version of the verse and kind of putting in the layman's terms to try to explain a hard subject in the best possible way that they can. Um, but uh, I would, I always encourage people to, to, to study the Bible in its context, but to study it in as close as you can uh, stay away from the paraphrase as your main source of reading. Um, you use that only as uh, you know, a helpmate, not as your, your primary source. Barry, you have anything to add to that? My favorite is NIV and uh, the New International Version. Uh, that that really was what I cut my teeth on. So I uh, I recommend that and all the others. Exactly what you said. The ESV and the King James uh, is a great for doing Bible study and and but when I teach, I teach from the NIV. Yeah, I, I the NIV is a word for word translation. They just there's certain words that they don't translate correctly. So I call it the nearly inspired version. But it is a good it is a good version because it, it is a direct word for word translation. I just here comes to get that the hate there. mail. <laughs> nearly inspired. Open the door wide open now. New, nearly 
Wait, say that again. Nearly inspired version. Oh, it's just no. a, it's a joke. It's just because when you actually study the NIV, when you look at it directly to the actual Hebrew, you're going to find some things that are going to be like, what are they talking about? But it happens more often than not in the NIV. But the NIV is good because it's easier to understand. So they did a really good job at breaking things down to make it more easy to understand. So that's why a lot of pastors use it. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> All right. Well, we're, there's probably a lot more we could talk to, but Barry, why don't you just close this out today? And, um, you know, there's people out there that might be hurting. There's people out there that might have other questions. We'd love to hear them. We'll answer them on the air uh, in the future. Um, you know, there's some people that are just wanting to get to heaven or they just want to um, know what they believe or why they believe it or what are their next steps. So why don't you speak to those people? Hey, if you're listening to this, there is something very specific on my heart. If you're out there and you're saying, I believe what you're telling me, but I just can't stop. I can't stop drinking. I can't stop doing drugs. I just can't stop. Well, I want you to know that aligns with the Bible. That before we know Christ, we're dead in sin. And we cannot do anything but produce death. We cannot say no to sin. The grace of God, which has appeared to every man, teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passion, Titus 2, 11 and 12. It is only when we have the spirit of God inside of us can we really say no to sin. His spirit inside of us. So here's the question. Are you spirit led or are you led by your sin nature? The sin nature can only produce sin, but God's nature of his spirit being inside of you will produce fruit of righteousness. We want you here through this podcast to be able to produce fruit of righteousness. And you can use one word to describe that fruit of righteousness and its life. It's eternal life. Mm. It's, it's life to the fullest. John 10, 10. Mm -hmm. If you, if you're not experiencing that today, you need to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior by admitting that you're a sinner and that you're dead and that you need help and that your lifestyle offends a holy God. Mm. You got to believe in Jesus Christ that he came in the flesh and he paid the penalty of your sin. Because the Bible says in Romans 6, 23, that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. You must believe that he died for you on the cross, a horrific death. You must believe he was buried and he rose again the third day and that he is alive, that he conquered the grave, he conquered sin, he conquered death, and he conquered the enemy. So lastly, what you must do is confess Jesus as your Lord. And it's more than just saying a prayer. It's a condition of the heart that I want to submit my life to Jesus Christ because of who he is and who I believe him to be. When he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except through me, John 14, 6. Yes. What path have you chosen? Today, if you would like to choose the path of Jesus Christ, would you pray something like this? Dear God, I'm sorry that I've sinned against you. I repent of that. I turn away from it, and I want to live the way you want me to live. I admit that I'm a sinner and that as a sinner, I cannot please you. And there is only one that lived a life to please you, and that's Jesus, your son, God in the flesh. I believe that he died on the cross for me as payment for my sins. I believe he was buried, and I believe that he rose again on the first day of the week, three days later. He's alive. And Jesus, because you are who you said you were, because you did what you did on the cross, and because you are alive, I surrender, submit to your authority. And I invite you in my life right now to be my Lord, my Savior, 
my everything. Help me to live every day for you. In the blessed name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to congratulate you. If you pray that prayer, it's the most important decision that you ever make. And I just want to say, we've been praying all day for you, that you would come to the truth of salvation. And if you did, we want to hear about it. We want to celebrate with you. We want to send you some stuff. And Pete, what do we need from them? Yeah. So if you log on to riotpodcast.co, you can go to the no God part at the top menu bar, go down to the bottom. It says, did you give your life to the Lord? Click yes. And then they have you fill out some information. We'd love to hear from you. Kind of tell us your story. And we love to send you a, a free t-shirt, a Bible, and just get you connected to a local church that's in your area, um, local Bible believing church. And um, we're just so honored that you uh, listened, one, to the podcast, but two, that you would just open your heart uh, to God's truth, because that is what sets you free. It's his truth. There is nothing greater in this world but Jesus, and he is all that we all talk about. He is amazing. Bob? So good. You know, I was just thinking, it really all boils down to, I mean, all these different things we're talking about this morning, it, it, it just boils down to our are you feeding your flesh or are you feeding your spirit? And uh, I think that that will answer and clear up a lot of the the misconceptions. But which man, dog are you feeding? Yeah. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. And which one's going to grow, right? Yeah. yeah. Which one's going to grow? The one you the one you're feeding. So we just uh, we just love you guys. We appreciate you. We'd we'd love for you to jump onto our social media sites on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. It's the the Riot Podcast. And we would love to hear from you. Um, make sure you, and I hear they're, I heard today that they're changing, Pete. Um, you know, all the places where you download your, your podcast, they're changing the word subscribe mm -hmm. to follow. Mm -hmm. I guess a lot of people are, are thinking, yeah. oh, subscribe, I got to pay for it, right? Yeah. Well, newsflash, Good. Good. the Riot podcast is free, F-R-E-E, -E, it's yeah. free. So whether it says subscribe or follow, please punch that button and uh, you'll be the first one to, to know every time a, a new podcast is released. So we appreciate you guys. We're praying for you guys. We love you guys and cannot wait till next week. Any final words, guys? No, I'm just so blessed by today. Awesome. May you guys be blessed. Have a blessed time. He is alive. We like that blessing one. Bye. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.